Welcome to the Between Two Wheels podcast. This is Tyler Yonke coming to you on a Friday evening, afternoon, uh, to discuss the Tour of California and the Giro d'Italia, kind of give you an update on what's happened so far. Big, big events that went down today in the, in the well, in the Tour of California. Actually, going back a few days too, we'll get into some of that. Uh, Between Two Wheels was there for the press conference, stages one and two only. Uh, they're in heart and in spirit for the rest of them. But, uh, you know, hey, we've got other jobs to do. But I do think we gave you um, some good interviews. Uh, we did touch on some people that have been part of the active scene with the, the tour this year. Uh, some of them, not all of them. And um, maybe give you a little... Uh, some maybe I'll, I'll add in a few items that we didn't really uh, get to discuss in full. And one thing uh, I did make a mistake with the uh, recording unit uh, at the press conference, uh, switching it from like without going into too much detail, the electronic, the digital recorder that records right off of the recorder itself. And then switching it back to the mic setting for Mike, uh, for Chris and I in the car. And, um, well, anyway, it, it didn't come across all that great. And I tried to edit it as best I can. But no mistakes, no excuses, I mean. And we'll go on there. Let's start with today's stage. Uh, stage, what is it? It has stage six, uh, the Amgen Tour of California. I'm going to start with the women's race. And pretty disappointing to not have really any coverage of it this year. Um, I don't know if it was that bad last year. We did get to, you know, it's part of ASO, and I, I hear they're cutting out some uh, women's, um, I don't know if it's Liege or some of these other races. There's some issues with uh, they're, they're not broadcasting or they're not doing it. And ASO doesn't really seem to be a big concerned, a uh, big proponent of women's uh, cycling, perhaps. Uh, and look, there may be a budgetary issue with that. And, um, you can't just be, if you're going to survive your, as a business, you're not going to just float it out there because people want it. I mean, if they want it, you're going to be have advertising. And if that's not working, maybe the demand um, is more, maybe the demand isn't is, is there what they think. I don't know. I don't know if that's the case or they're just not deciding to do it. Either way, uh, I really would have enjoyed seeing the women's race this year going up baldy because that's, you know, it's just fun to see anyway. And, the fact that um, the race was in Southern California this year, we did not get to interview any of the women. Uh, last year, we talked to Katie Hall, Taylor Wiles, uh, Kendall Ryan. Did see Kendall Ryan at the uh, press conference, um, and she really didn't get a chance because they had a little punch up on stage one. So Anna Vanderbergen ends up um, actually getting the win there yesterday with a really windy day, and then today she follows that up with a strong effort. Katie Hall, her teammate, uh, Bulls Doman gets up to her and those two, it looks like Katie, from what I could tell in the highlights, pretty much let her in. And then, um, uh, Anna Vanderbergen kind of gave Katie the win and gets the GC win herself. So Katie Hall with a win there, two hours, 36 minutes, 39 seconds. And right on her wheel at the same time as Anna Vanderbergen of Netherlands, Bulls Doman team. And then Ashley Molman Passio. Uh, for the CCC Live team in the, of the Netherlands, 33 seconds behind them. Uh, looks like they got some Jersey Awards today. Um, Anna Vanderbilt, I'm going to share the screen over here because I'm doing this. And if you want to check out our YouTube channel, you'll be able to see some of this as it is. Um, so we have the results here show that the, the women's jersey wearer, 
Um, Amgen race leader as Anne Vanderbergen, as we know. Uh, the breakaway from cancer, most courageous as Elmira Shapira. She was off in a break, uh, going leading into the Baldy climb. So that's kind of the reason she gets that. The Queen of the Mountains, Katie Hall. I believe this will be her if she holds on to that tomorrow. This will be her third time winning the King of the Mountains Queen. Sorry, of the Mountains jersey uh, for her Bull Stillman team. Third time for her. And the sprint jersey goes to Anna Vanderbergen. And then the Tag Hour uh, Best Young Riders jersey, Juliette Laboris of France, um, Team Sunweb. So those are your results for the women's race uh, at the Tour of California today up Baldy. All right. So, like I said, there's some there's a little bit of controversy there going on uh, with the women and not getting the coverage. Uh, I look. I, I, th- I think you could probably throw some cameras up there, especially on the, if you just wanted to show Baldy at least. Show us that, and we would have been fine with it. Uh, but as it was, it was a little disappointing. And all you get in is a bunch of people upset. Okay. Um, Tour of California, men's stage six. Uh, maybe we should first talk about stage four and the TJ issue. Uh, first of all, thing I want to say is this is not, um, in case those of you who don't know, <laughs> living under a rock or not really even paying attention, uh, stage four, they're coming in. It's like the last 10K. I was just watching another video, and it looks like Taylor Finney either gets pushed over, but his he pops out of his cleat, and he wildly swings in front of TJ. TJ hits him and does head over heels, does an endo, uh, flips over uh, on his back and crashes. Um, team gets around him, rallies. Lachlan Morton grabs his bike and gives it to TJ. None um, be announced to TJ. Uh, random Lachlan ran, runs the uh, the brakes the opposite. Not sure why this is an Australia thing. Coriolis effect. Who knows what the reason is for this? So he runs his brakes the opposite. There, it doesn't look like TJ is really. It looks weird. He's trying to get up to speed. Finally does. Gets Taylor with him. Lawson Craddock. Everyone but Higuerta comes back. Uh, Rigoberto Uran. And then they t- they off-ramp from like the freeway onto a, a more secluded road. And there's a bunch of cars there with them. And as they're turning, veering off to the right, it kind of has a hard ride again. And TJ, with these brakes not set the way he uses them, he goes straight. He tries to go, he uses the brakes, you know, hey, I think I'm using the front, I'm using the rear, or vice versa. Goes straight off the road, almost, uh, and you can see, you know, I watched that one again too, and he's sliding, I mean, he's skidding, there's big skid marks. Kind of fortunate he didn't blow his tire out even, but he he goes straight, he gets turned around, now they were almost to the group, so now they've got to go. Now they're getting close to like 5 or 6K, they're humping it again, they're just drilling it, trying to catch up, but the, the, the front... First of all, knows TJ's gone, so there's a chance for them to get the yellow jersey. Plus, there's the sprint that's coming up, so they're they're queuing up for that. And then the road has gone from this freeway style to you know barely a two lane road, and it has a pinch point. And outside of three kilometers to go, um, there's another wreck. TJ comes upon that. They have to like sift their way through some of those riders, and they do not connect. He loses like fifty some seconds. Um, loses the jersey. Looks like he probably loses it to uh, Asgreen or one of the guys from Dakota uh, Quickstep. And in the end, the jury decides um, that even though it's outside three kilometers to go, they are going to give TJ and all those that were down in that wreck the same time. So this, I think that's controversial. And you know, this isn't. And one, just so you know, this is not the Tour of California making this decision. 
this is um, this is actually the the race jury, the UCI jury, and the the main guy that's uh, I think he's he's either French or Belgium. I think he was Belgium, but speaks French because he was yelling with uh, Wilfred Peters of the Corner Quickstep uh, director. They're going at it, and this is not you know American TJ's influence to what influence he would have anyway. Um, uh, getting a favorable ruling. Personally, I think it's a bad ruling, but I don't blame TJ for it. I don't blame uh, EF education. You know, it, there was another bad ruling like this uh, going back. I think it was two thousand seven. Um, uh, Amgen Tour California uh, with Leva Leipheimer coming into his home city, Santa Rosa, and the bot dots and there's a wreck. That one was just that one did look like um, favoritism and it looked pathetic. Uh, this one has a smell of that, and I know probably people around the world are, you know, freaking out. And uh, look, as it was, Jonathan Vodders starts posting out and saying things like, um, you know, one there was no protest. And two, um, you know, this was the best thing for whatever. And he had some some reasons for that. Uh, that then he changed it and he said, "Hey, look, um, Vodders, that is." He said, "Cause I I, I actually tweeted. Oh, I had some conversation." He said, "No one lodged a protest." And then he said, "We didn't. We didn't protest to have this instigated. The the race jury themselves took it upon themselves to try to correct this. It wasn't us requesting this." Uh, and then he said, uh, one other, one way or another, this incident won't be relevant by the end of the race. To which I tweeted out, um, I said, hey, I'm retweeting this for ease of finding it tomorrow. Ease of free call tomorrow. And for whatever. I just wanted to be able to, <laughs> it's kind of a jab of, is this going to age well? Uh, okay. So this will come in handy because uh, Vodders then does respond to me here um, as far well as a few others. So today's race and look, should this have happened? No. Uh, there's a three-kilometer rule. And a lot of people, Fred Dreyer of Vela News wrote a somewhat convincing article about why he thinks this should be um, upheld the way it was. And his is more along the lines of for the viewing, the spectator of, hey, it did actually make today's race a little bit more exciting, kept everybody kind of within uh, grasp and it just made Baldy a little bit more exciting, but it does change the dynamics of how teams race going into today. Okay. Uh, another one was Phil Guyman uh, said, Hey, you know, the three kilometer rule is an idea. You know, the jury can make up their minds about some things and it's, it's a number that is supposed to help protect these riders. And I'm like, I, did, did he take the same stance on a hematic level at 50? Oh, well, you know, you're over 50 and now you're, you're, you're a cheat where you're a cheat before. I don't know. I know I'm pushing this on this, but you know, there's a three kilometer rule. Okay. It's three kilometers. It's there for a reason. I don't know necessarily what the reason, but, um, well, the reason is they're, they're trying to protect the riders, as he said, and we're actually trying to, it's a number. Okay. So it's specific. Why is that? You know, make it 3.5, but you're going to have to put the rule at some point. Do you just extend it out and it keeps going further and further? So I think you, once you've decided it's three, then you hold it at three. And and those that don't know, um, you get the same time. Anything wreck, mishap, mechanical that happens at three kilometers or inside that to the finish, you get the same time as those that were in that group with you. Uh, so, you know, the other day, uh, was it the Giro? Ended up neutralizing like maybe six or seven K with the, the wind and some bad rain. And perhaps that was a good idea. It was kind of an interesting sprint. You only get those that are actually interested 
for the sprint. So they neutralize it. You get the same time and then you don't even have to stick with the group. You just sit up and let it go. Okay. Um, like I said, I think it was a bad decision. You shouldn't impute any of this onto TJ. You shouldn't impute any of it onto EF education. They weren't the ones responsible for the decision. It's just the decision that it was, but I don't like to see it. It looks like you kind of give a bad name to your home race when your home rider is in the yellow Jersey. And, you know, it probably actually did a disservice to TJ because, um, as we'll talk about from today's stage, his lackluster performance when it really mattered. Uh, it was so evident and so quick to happen that if he had lost time and had the 57 seconds going into today, you wouldn't say, oh, he TJ'd himself again. You know, this, this typical guy doing what he does, uh, blowing it when in, when the chips are down. Um, okay, so sorry to spoil the day for you, but we had today's race, uh, six-stage it goes up to Mount Baldy, and it was pretty good. You had an early breakaway, uh, I don't know, six, seven riders, uh, a few more, and then coming over um, the final climb before uh, Mount Baldy, you actually had uh, Shackman. Actually, they went over, and then you had Shackman uh, attacking on a few risers uh, and getting up to the, the remnants of a breakaway. There were about four, th- three or four left in there. And he gets up to them, and it's dangerous because he's only 27 seconds, I think, behind overall. Now he's up the road, and he's up there about 47, 40 seconds, heading into Baldy, Max Shackman of the Boro Hansgrohe team, and it looked really dangerous. But so much can change on that, you know, last three, four miles climb up to Mount Baldy, and it did today. You know, we've seen this over the years. We've seen uh, Peter Sagan a few years ago hold on in, in a miraculous fashion. Uh, today, you saw a few big riders being able to finish that out too, like Asgreen. Now, I have a theory on this, and I only say it because uh, uh, the only reason I come up with this theory is because Baldy has kind of led to this. But some of these roads that are so steep that sometimes these big strong riders, um, they can actually hang with the climbers because you're, you're, it's like doing squat thrusts the whole time. And so some of these big strong, even though they're big guys, you know, I'm not talking about big, big sprinters, but Peter Sagan uh, did that a few years ago. Asgreen did it today. And maybe it's just that it's so steep that they're able to kind of kick themselves over and to get up there. They're just strong, strong people. And while strength to weight ratio obviously does help, and you can see that by the top two that ended up finishing today, um, maybe there's a little bit of a limit so far that they can go. Anyway, you have some back and forth up with the climb, uh, pretty quickly, uh, TJ just explodes and he goes out the back and he goes out quick. I mean, people that are not really fighting for the front or passing him, Rob Britton. I don't know if he's, you know, still hurt from the crash. I don't know if he's just being TJ. Um, maybe there was too much for him, but it did not go well, but his teammate did. And his teammate is Sergio Huerta, Colombian rider. Um, don't think he's won much of anything. Pretty much, pretty sure he's just new on the scene for them. Uh, he looked really good, and he started attacking. George Bennett was attacking. Tajik Powderkar of the UAE Emirates team was attacking. He's a young rider. He's a, been in their young riders jersey. Um, and it was quite the slugfest. Uh, Richie Port was hanging in there, but in the end, the top three that kept coming back were uh, Pojakar. Uh, Huerta and Bennett with the top two young kids kind of kicking out. Matter of fact, Huerta kind of had the lead most of the time up there and he looked really dominant. He looked like he was going to run away with it, but it's so steep that you just can't run away with it. You've got to that, that pace when you hit that and it's at altitude, it just kind of takes you down 
and going into the final chicanes, you know, three, four, five hundred meters where there's twisty in the bad road. Um, slowly, those two top guys, Pojacar and Huerta, start to slow down and maybe play a little cat and mouse. And Bennett comes up to them, second to last corner. He catches them as they kick again. Then you go around a hard left-hand corner. We've seen that years before with uh, Andrew Talansky doing his crit style where he actually gets the win. And no, Pojacar gets inside on Huerta, who just opens the door wide, doesn't give any chance, and had the lead going into that corner. All you have to do is is not corner like a climber, and you've got it won. But no, uh, EF Education loses TJ. They lose Huerta. And Pojakar takes the win, and he takes the overall, and George Bennett gets third. So on the day, we have the NJM race leader, Pojakar of Team UAE Emirates. Uh, the breakaway from cancer, most courageous rider, goes to um, Mikael Berg of Hagens Berman. He had been in the uh, the break for a lot of the day. Lexus King of the Mountain goes to David Davida Ballerini of the Astana Pro team. And visit California Sprint Jersey goes to Casper Asgreen, who did an amazing ride. I think it was 20-some seconds off the win today. And the Best Young Rider Jersey also with the yellow Tajid Pojikar of the UAE Emirates team. Okay, pretty impressive. Um, what's tomorrow? Tomorrow has stage eight. I'm sorry, <laughs> stage uh, seven. And it's not going to be a, a day where we're going to actually probably have much in the way of anything that's going to shake up the GC Unless, um, you know, one of the guys wrecks it 40K to go and or you have uh, bad wind. Maybe, you know, they had such wind the other day. They tried to break it up. But Santa Clarita to Pasadena, 141 kilometers. It's not a long day. And you have um, take a look at this. You do have to some cat climbs here. Um, cat two, uh, cat three over Los, uh, the Angeles Forest Highway Summit. And then you have one other one, a cat two coming up here. Uh, and, you know, it's what well, average is about 4.5 on the uh, gradient. It's not too bad, but it's, you know, 50 some K to the finish. So, or 50 K into the race. So you've got plenty of time going downhill, got a sprint and then your finish in Pasadena. So I don't expect like I probably a breakaway, but with, with um a breakaway with the uh, corner quick step looking to bring that back. And so chase at the end and probably them bringing it back and then getting their fourth win. Cause they've had three in a row at the Amgen tour of California. Okay. What have I, what are some of the highlights? Um, I think I may have mentioned some of this before, but Ben King, I noticed day one, we were walking around teams and he was, he had black shoes on, not my, not my favorite, um, look black shoes with white socks. And I just happened to really notice that he was carrying another pair of shoes around. Uh, oddly, uh, well, uh, before the stage, uh, I saw the stage actually stage one that day and he was wearing white shoes during the, the, the ride during the race. And it seemed a little odd. So I, uh, as he's coming to the start, uh, to roll out to the, the road, uh, racing, um, Rancho Cordova, I said, Hey Ben, uh, I noticed you were wearing black shoes today. He had black shoes on yesterday, but they were white in the race. What happened? Said so he broke a buckle, just one of those twisties on the, the I think like the Prolozumi type of shoes. Uh, or, no, they're the older specialized and broke one of those buckles. And so he had an extra pair of shoes in the car, luckily, and swapped it. And anyway, I was talking to him a little bit about the race. And then we did an interview and that was, he was a very nice guy. Another one that was good was uh, Emerson Arante. Actually, he was very pleasant. Uh, funny guy. Uh, looked to us to have a conversation. We enjoyed that. Uh, one other thing is we saw Bill Walton 
famous Bill Walton, uh, NBA star. Uh, between the two KOMs, the first two KOMs in, out past, past Placerville on Bucks Bar Road, uh, come upon this guy. He's super tall. He's spinning like crazy in a gear. Uh, has some long socks up to his knees, maybe like compression socks. Uh, drive past him, and he is caked in sunscreen. And um, I believe Bill Walton in his younger days was uh, quite the ginger. So he had to just probably protect himself from the sun. We rode past, waved to him, uh, took a little video of him, and it was good to see him out there. He was doing, he was really trudging along. And, um, anyway, it's, it's funny to see some, some of the stars out there, people that are riding the route and, you know, Bill's a big, uh, cycling fan and, you know, it's, uh, someone that comes from another sport being a celebrity and now he's enjoying the, this one. It's, um, it's an odd sport that we have cycling. You know, another thing to, to kind of mention is the the availability of the, the fans to be able to get close to a cycling as it is, you know, we, I, we had a press pass, but that didn't do much. Um, I mean, it got us into the press conference. It got us to um, go into the press rooms and free lunches. And it also was enabled us to go up and talk to these riders without them. I think they were a little less tentative to talk to us. They were a little bit more ease to do so uh, because we had a badge. It just wasn't quite as creepy. But the common just everyday fan that wants to go out there could just, I mean, at, with, you know, walk up right to the team bus, talk to them as they're coming off talk to them as they're going to the start line. They come across the finish. They could talk to them. They can harass them <laughs> however they want to, uh, during the race, you know, you're out there. It's, it's an amazing sport and you know, it's, it's a wonderful aspect about the sport. And then kind of a side issue is it's also makes it hard to corral those people's, uh, and all their money to use that fan experience to actually help the sport along. So you can't, you don't have a stadium, you know, they didn't charge for us to, to go down there and visit with the riders. Uh, so, you know, if they were to do anything like that, like they would do if it was basketball, uh, football, then you would have a totally different aspect. And that's one way the teams would be able to get their money. Um, other than that, uh, I see Pojakar. Pojakar was actually one of the people that I had kind of queued up in my early uh, touch talking to Chris and, and, and Kurt. Um, I'd also saw him in the final uh, uh going up to south lake tahoe um he had i think he was sixth at tour of the bass country you know got the young riders jersey uh he's not a nobody so it was it was impressive okay so what did vodders end up saying to me today so i got a tweet this afternoon uh after the win um because he didn't mention anything i didn't even know if he actually saw my my tweet uh yesterday and then he replies here this afternoon, how are you feeling about this now? Um, about me saying, uh, retweeting for ease of recall tomorrow. Uh, to which I just uh, sucked up a little bit. And I said, I'm thinking you were clairvoyant. Uh, but wondering if you thought this is how it would end with TJ going so badly and Huerta so well. Either way, congrats. And there are a few other made some comments here about, um, I don't know what Kurt's saying. He's talking about way to clown this clown. I don't know if he's talking to me or Vodders. Um, I think he's talking to Vodders talking about clowning me, which is probably true. Uh, you know, look, I, I, I did retweet that for, uh, ease of recall. Uh, and my issue, like I said, has never been with EF. I mean, they, they didn't have anything to do with it. You know, there's always, there was talk about different ways, t- uh, TJ could have maybe come out a little bit more magnanimous, kind of like Gaviria did the other day when Viviani got DQ'd and he got the win. He acted like he didn't want it at all, even though it looked like it was probably justified. 
Um, TJ could have done something like that. Uh, that's not in his nature. And plus, his team's not going to want him to do that. They want that jersey. In the end, it didn't matter. In the end, he blew up today. Uh, Moscon blew up before he did. He was another one that, that benefited greatly. And, uh, you know, in the end, it, it, it worked out the way it would have worked out unless, I mean, unless TJ never fell at all and we, um, you know, maybe he was injured or something. Okay, the other big race we have going on right now is the Giro d'Italia. Uh, we're about one week into there. It started out with uh, Primus Rogic just uh, destroying everybody in the TT. Uh, it was actually a TT, not uh, a prologue. And since then, he's had the jersey. And since then, the weather has been horrendous. Uh, one of these times, it looks kind of like back, I don't know, 2012, somewhere in that range when Cadell Evans had the uh, world championship jersey and he was um, covered in mud. There were some just some horrific times, some 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 days. But it's been this really bad this whole entire week. Um, Primoz actually finally lost the jersey yesterday on or today, yeah, yesterday on purpose, I would say. Matter of fact, uh, the the cycling podcast had talked to him and, and intimated about him losing the jersey, and he seemed to be not too um, concerned. Like, 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 I yeah, maybe we'll do that tomorrow. And then, the, and lo and behold, they did to Visconti. He ends up Valerio Visconti ends up getting the the jersey. Uh, another Italian uh, wins the stage on a Pro Conti team, so you got, finally got some Italian wins. And then today, uh, Visconti was able to hold on to his pink jersey. Well, uh, Pelo Bilbao of the Astana team wins just over David, uh, I'm sorry, Tony Gallopin and Davide uh, Formolo. So your overall is Valerio Conti. Did I say Visconti? No, not Visconti. Valerio Conti, Jose Rojas, uh, Giovanni Carbani, and down here a ways... You know, you've got your your stars, Roglic, Formolo, Galapan, Yates, Nibali, um, five minutes back, but they will end up taking that back. No problem. Uh, matter of fact, we got this weekend. Today was a little bit of climbing. Um, actually, I'm sorry, that was that's next week. So we're not really getting any climbiness until tomorrow is nothing. It's 240K, but then we got a time trial on Sunday, uh, 34.8 kilometers and, you know, in case you didn't know, Tom Dumoulin wrecked, hurt his knee. He's pulled out. Probably a good idea for him. He could focus on the tour. Um, then we have, so Rodelix is probably your best chance at that. You know, there was some comments uh, early on by uh, uh, Yates uh, where he was saying that uh, he's in such good shape that the others, you know, it might be, uh, Simon Yates said basically something along the lines of, I'm in such good shape. These guys are going to be shitting their pants. They should be shitting their pants worried about me. Now, I don't know how much tugging and cheek that is, but it's set off like torch paper, uh, of, you know, lightning uh, over there. Um, all these other writers um, are upset about it. Nibbly was like, oh, that's, you know, disrespectful. And, you know, Kurt and I were, and were talking the other day and Chris about kind of how cycling don't, they don't understand, cyclists don't necessarily maybe understand their own sport of how to push it forward. You've got Sagan who, you know, people like, and they think he's flamboyant, but he's, he's not anything. It's not MMA. It's not world wrestling federation. Matter of fact, I'm at the press conference, uh, Friday, a week ago, Friday for the tour of California and Buhani is there. Now Buhani, he has a reputation of being a bad boy, likes boxing, good looking guy. Um, he doesn't speak English, so he has an interpreter, but he's literally falling asleep at 
table because <laughs> they're not talking to him. And I'm like, this is, you know, maybe get up and, ba- and slam a ch- Johnny Depp style in the hotel room, you know, make a scene. I don't know, something that's a little more exciting. And you get Yates up there that's, that's actually kind of, you know, making this the show. I remember the Don King days with, you know, boxing, uh, kind of making the whole way in a big show and the press conference and they're boring. And it doesn't mean that they need to be outrageous, but what's wrong with Yates saying a little, you know, hey, having a little moxie coming in there? You know, we're getting there and uh, one of the, uh, the Pat for, I think, Cycling News, Pat Mollick, um asked uh, the question to one of the guys, and I, th- and I think it was Richie Port, something along the lines of, um, hey, you, you know, Yates made these uh, boisterous comments, being, you know, you, would you like to say anything like that? Well, no. And then, you know, even TJ, and, and so he's mellow. And then even TJ, hey, who are your rivals? Well, I don't want to mention anybody because if I don't mention everybody, someone's going to be upset. And it's like, you know, you guys, it's, you're, you're, this is so, it's kind of just milk toast and boring. And I don't have a problem with what Yates said. You know what? If you don't like it, you go out there and be, wait, Nibbly? Did, did Nimbly say disrespecting? This is the guy that grabbed the mirror and took off on the road, like, you know, 40 miles an hour, passing other people. And he's worried about Yates saying someone might crap their pants because, uh, you know, they're, they, I'm, I'm so fit. This is the guy that's making those comments, the shark of Messina. You're, you're holding on to the mirror of the car. What a tool. Sorry. Hey, you know, get, get your priorities straight. A little talk is, is, is not a big deal. All right. Gerald, we'll, we'll do more Gerald stuff coming up here. I just want to shout out to the USA uh, cycling team. Very impressed with their riding all week, getting in the brakes, uh, really putting themselves out there. Um, you can see that they, they suffered a little bit more today. Alex Hone was really battling to stay in, in contact. You know, he suffered mightily going over Hamilton and uh, stage three. And I think that all those those days are just kind of built up. And I'll just say about Tour of California, kind of about cycling and boring and stuff. Um, What's the what's the point of that that stage down long stage what four down the coast um, kind of boring stage is really long uh, mix it up a little bit it's only seven days you know throw some short climbs short shorter stages with some picture you know I think the women have been yeah, I would have rather watched some of the three days of women racing than that stage it was a little bit much. And, uh, you know, when the, the commentators are even questioning the, the board, boredom of the riders, maybe that's something they should uh, take into account. All right. Well, that's, that's neither here nor there, but, uh, well, it's here. It's, it's something that needs to be addressed. I think you want to have some excitement, you know, put in a gravel race or something too, and, um, see what else we can have to a little more enjoyment. You know, honestly, just, just let us watch some of the women's racing. They do short races. They do exciting and I'd rather see a little bit of that and then, you know, just try to tune in for the end to see. And, you know, maybe I'm backtracking, but I guess TJ did wreck and cause some controversy. So that was somewhat exciting. All right. Um, we're going to be tuning in some more for the Vuelta. We'll do some more updates here. Um, maybe we'll talk to um, uh, Mike Sayers when he gets back from Tour of California, kind of give a recap of how that all went and get his take on the Vuelta. And then as far as the Northern California goes, we've got Masters uh, District Champs coming up next weekend. Uh, the 20, let's get the exact date here. What is it? 24th, I believe. It's a Saturday here in Folsom. Uh, yeah, the 25th. 25th. So, you know, look, go ahead and register for that. Find that at the Sierra Nevada um, Reliable Racing Folsom Bikes team is putting that on. And they do a good job. That's the typical Folsom crit. So, 
go ahead and register. Uh, one other item, I put out a video with Chris and I doing some commentary uh, at the Golden State uh, race series. Then the circuit race is about the last 20 minutes. Chris got in the break. I was back in the field. I did some dual cameras, some small screen, split screen. Uh, Chris and I talking about it and kind of like, hey, how you know, what does it take getting in the break? How did the break work? And just different tactics that went involved. Uh, it's been it was fun to put together, and I hope you enjoy it as well. Um, some of the people in the break they might notable um, Jay Newton, Chris. Flower, uh, Nate Pearson of the Trainer Road. He came up and was talking to them afterwards. So maybe he'll have a video himself for that race um, because it was quite interesting. Um, uh, Anyway, uh, let us know what you think about the 3K to go rule and the whole controversy on that. Uh, Give us your take on how TJ did and his blow up, what you think of the riders who did finish out here. Give me your take on the Yates nibbly little controversy over there in uh, in Italy, and if if you think Rodelix is going to to hold on, I heard I think uh, Carlton Kirby uh, on Eurosport saying that Roglic, a when he won the TT, is like, is it over? Well, you never know because things can happen. Dumoulin was a prime example of that. All right, thanks again for tuning into the Between Two Wheels podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Tyler Yonke. I appreciate the, the, the feedback you've been giving us. Uh, go ahead and share the show, like it, give us some comments, uh, especially on those uh, subscription platforms you have there, and share the show. We're on Facebook, of Between Two Wheels, the number two. Uh, look for us on YouTube as well, and keep the rope side down. Cheers.